Hey, I'm Jules. And I'm Megan. And this is Lasting Looks. We take you behind the scenes of pop culture's most iconic looks. Here we go. Welcome to the season finale of Lasting Looks. We have had the best time making the last 10 episodes, and we thank you so much for listening. We are so excited today to talk all about the one Chicago franchise, including Chicago Med, Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. And this episode is extra special and very personal for us because we are talking to costume designer Sue Kaufman, who is the designer for all three of these shows. And that means she is the designer for the show that Jules and I work on, Chicago Chicago Med. So we are so excited to dive in. But before we do, we have a very special Chicago Med surprise guest today. Here she is now, Tori DeVito. You're not supposed to give it away. Hi, this is Tori DeVito. I play Dr. Natalie Manning on Chicago Med. Uh, It has been such a thrill getting to work on this show for the last six seasons to watch all three of these shows, this Chicago franchise just grow year after year has been so special. I feel like they keep growing more and more every year and the storylines keep getting richer and richer. And it's such an honor to be playing this character. I just love how our writers handle important topics on this show. And I just think the writing gets better year after year, season after season. Um, What's also been really fun is creating Natalie's look with our fabulous wardrobe department. Um, It's been so fun working with Megan and with Julie and with our head of department, Sue. Um, Sue is the head of all three shows and she works tirelessly to get us every little thing we need. I am constantly texting her about new work sneakers, new casual looks. You know, together we have really cultivated um, Natalie's look both in the hospital and out of the hospital, which has been really fun because she is different than me and she does different dress differently than me. So that has been a lot of fun. And Sue has a ton of characters (laughs) to fit all the time. And she takes individual attention for each and every one, which is so amazing. You know, we've gotten to do so many fun things, not just fittings and scrubs, but I got to wear a beautiful wedding dress that ended up getting all bloody, but that's besides the point. Um, beautiful bridesmaids dress for Maggie's wedding and, and fun casual looks, you know, date night looks, just a lot of really fun stuff. And, and jewelry is a big thing for me. I like putting a lot of cute earrings in while she's wearing her scrubs because I, you know, every day we wear these scrubs. So it's fun to find little necklaces or little earrings that are casual enough that we can work in the hospital yet fun, um, to bring a little life to the scrubs and Sue just accommodates all of that so well and just works and collaborates with all of us individually. So now I would love to pass it over so you can hear the fabulous interview that Megan and Julie are about to do with Sue. Enjoy. So welcome to our show. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for being here. And it's just really cool for us to get to talk to you about all these things, even though we work on these shows. So we are there a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We know a lot of things, but we want to learn a lot of things too. 
it's like nice talking to someone, you know, <laughs> I feel like we have like, yeah, even though I feel like I'm going to learn so much this conversation because I have, we have so many questions that actually I was like, do I know the answer to that? Yeah. Like, so we were like, some of them, we know the answer to, but, but like when we talk, we're always so busy. Like you are so busy. So I don't want to take your time and be like, let me ask you all of these questions. So to get to learn these things today, I'm excited. You're doing a fantastic job and just who you two are as people makes it so much fun because oh. it, you're warm and engaging and, you know, you can tell it's well put together too. Well, thank you. Um, so how did you end up working on uh, Chicago Fire to begin with since that was the first show that came out of One Chicago? So the original producer on the fire pilot and fire for a, a couple seasons was John Roman, who I'd done a show with before. And I just got a call from him kind of out of the blue saying, I'm come, you know, doing this project in Chicago and I'm going to throw in your name. And um, I was actually interviewing like that day for another pilot that actually Jesse Lee Sofer ended up being on that series. Oh, um, and then we got him later, but, um, and I, and I got it. So that's how I started on the pilot. John was my, my um, cheerleader. Awesome. That day, but you didn't know it'd be how many shows oh, yeah <laughs> or, or you know how many pilots have I done oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. rarely even go to series so yeah. I could not have imagined no all of us being Chicagoans and living here for so long what is your favorite part about dressing people to have that Chicago look you know um I always feel like the Chicago look is sort of somewhere between New York and LA you know it's People take, they have good style, but they dress for comfort and, and weather and, and personal style. I feel like the thing we try to do as a costume designer is get a sense for the tone of a character and, and help the story by having them look the way it was intended. I feel like when you look at people in Chicago, you know who they are by the way that they dress. And a lot of times in maybe New York or even LA, there's a way to look. Right. Um, And I, and so that's, that's part of it. And it is, I feel like people in Chicago are approachable and, you know, I've been here my whole life. It's just a natural instinct for me. And of course, wherever you shop, you're shopping in stores that are gearing towards their customers. So you, um, you have access to things that really help that along, but. I mean, that's such a good point, though, because I never thought about it, but Chicago does like pick the practical trends between New York and L.A. Mm -hmm. because the things that work and make sense. But like L.A. and New York will like give them a try and then you'll be this isn't this isn't a look that works. But Chicago like takes the kind of the best, the best of both. And and it's um, like it's like she was saying a comfort thing. And because like, I, I mean, I dress like what is the weather today? That is the biggest factor True. for me. And it, because we're all over the place here, it's like, it could be freezing cold. It could be scorching hot and all those things. And I think like, we don't worry as much about being completely fashion forward. It's more right. like a balance of that. And, and, and I think the palette is in the middle. Like I feel like yeah. New York and it's dark and gray and black mm-hmm. and, and you think of LA and it's poppier colors. And I think Chicago is like somewhere in the middle there. That's so um, true. I never thought about the color palettes too. That's huh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And you do do that. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, like now I'm thinking about, yeah, like I said, we're lots to learn today. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's fun to, to find those, you know, like on, on fire, I, you know, I, I created this Otis character that, you know, it's fun to find those characters that I feel like are really a very Chicago kind of, you know, 
even Voight, we just, right from the beginning when I did him on fire, um, he was part of a 10 episode arc with Antonio and, and Jesse Lee Sofer too, um, Halstead. And, you know, no matter how many things I put on Jason, it just was Voight to have on that little leather coat, you know, and <laughs> as we went on in the, to the next season and it got really cold out, he just didn't want to take that coat off. So we actually lined the leather coat with fleece that no one sees, but it helped him stay in it longer in the season. Now we finally found a coat that he likes for the winter, but, <laughs> but, but I got it. I understood it was very iconic for him. It, it made him feel like void. And I felt the right. same, very attached to it as well. Right. I think it's so interesting to learn about like the pieces of clothing that people put on to like get themselves mentally into the character, which just right. is another reason why costumes are so important because it makes them start to feel that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel like when I do my first fitting with a character and an actor, <laughs> um, I always have a room full of things because I think, first of all, I think it's scary to an actor to come in and you have a few things and they're like, Oh God, what if I don't like that? It immediately diffuses them when they see all the clothes. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just a great process to stand in the room and together find them. And when you find that thing, it's exciting for everybody, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. So because there are real CPD and CFD uniforms used on the show, was it difficult for you to get permission to use them? Actually? No, they were, um, very helpful very quickly. Um, and our, even on fire, um, we use the turnout gear, the bunker gear, and they, they have what's called a lending closet in Chicago. So if a firefighter's bunker gear gets damaged, they take it to the lending closet and they're given used bunker gear to use. They allowed us to borrow that used bunker gear for the pilot, which made everything look singed and burned and beautiful and amazing. Oh, that's so cool. And we, they continued to let us use them. And then at some point they changed their style. And so they allowed us to purchase bunker gear. So we oh. have it to be, because eventually it would have been obsolete what we use. Right. right. Um, and so they've been amazing. And anytime we've needed any specialty thing or, you know, called for information, they're very supportive. We haven't really had any issues. I think it's so cool that the real CPD uniforms are used. Cause I, is it true that a lot of other shows and movies don't get the clearance right. to do it because yes. actually well, someone had told me at the beginning that it was hard to get the clearance or whatever. So that was a rumor that I heard. But like once I heard that, now when I watch Chicago-based TV shows or movies that are not our show, I one of the first things I do is when a cop shows up, I, I look immediately to see if they're in the real uniform. And I would say nine times out of 10, they're not. They're in right. something like a lot more generic. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the Metropolitan Police. Metro police. Right, right, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, won't, I should step back and say, I'm sure the film office had a lot of work <laughs> for us. We, right. We stepped into the show and we had permission. It's, it's, right. For me, I didn't have to go through any hoops or um, I'm sorry, Joe Felder sending a continuity photo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe. Shout out to Joe. I think I'm ignoring him. Oh, that's so funny. And it's a crossover. It's Patty. <laughs> oh my God. Sue will always respond to your text no matter what time of day. Now, or between or having wait. a child and three shows, I'm yeah, I'm mostly up. Always yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, hi, Joe. Joe's on Chicago Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Joe. Um, all right. So now it's Chicago Med, Scrubs. How did you come up like with the theme and the colors and each role? Like I, I can only imagine. And like the rules of each scrub. And yeah. 
and each. So my first, when, I, when, when we started to look at the show, the first thing I thought of is we're going to have um, every ethnicity, every hair color, every skin color, every, you know, and we're going to commit to a nurse's color and a doctor's color. And that has to look good on no matter who they bring me, you know, all the comedy actors have come and, you know, been with us a while left and new people come in still has to work because no, they're mostly in scrubs and we don't want to have an actor who gets dressed every day and is, you know, like I look terrible in this. So I actually asked for them to send me um, background in every ethnicity, every hair color, and I brought in probably two racks full of colors of scrubs. And I literally photographed every one of those background in every one of those colors. And then I sat with those colors and kept knocking it down. And we probably brought them back again and did it again. And then I sat down with John Rowe, with the, with the producers. And um, that's how we came to the burgundy for doctors and teal for scrubs. And it, it has held true. It looks good mm. on everyone. And then, then I started thinking about the hierarchy, you know, Dr. Charles, the heads of department, black is another color that looks good on everyone. So we eventually scooted into the department heads, if they're in scrubs are in black, we made a gray lab coat for the higher ups. So the white lab coat is for the ED and, and general doctors. And then we did, you know, soft, warm pinks and patterns for uh, pediatrics. Uh, so it just progressed like that. And then the purple, again, a color that when we photographed looked beautiful on everyone. And that became our, um, you know, surgical treated scrubs that uh, are not logoed because they potentially have been, you know, sterilized and washed. And, you know, I knew I'd have techs. So we did a very neutral, just a tan that was, it just seemed right for that yeah. position. So that that's kind of how it that was our process. It was actually kind of fun. Uh, I never knew that. <laughs> well, and here's another great story. So I picked my colors, but then I picked my favorite scrubs, which were figs. I we we loved the way they felt, the way they looked. The actors loved the way they felt. Look, I reached out to scrub I, uh, to to uh, figs and said, "Here are my two colors." And they said, we don't make those two colors. <laughs> so we were just finishing pilot and um, the pilot was actually a different color. We just did whatever was local and available and pretty. Um, so I sent my two colors to, to figs and they dyed the fabric and made ours. We, they make our scrubs for us. Um, Awesome. I love figs. So I know that's so And they weird. don't like wrinkle so much as a person. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, 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 yummy. They're so soft. Yeah. And, and yeah. every time, like, I love when I touch them and move them around. It's funny too, because obviously like I look at the scrubs all day, all the time on the background. And when I am out and about and I see a person, I'm like, Ooh, nice figs. Like, <laughs> because yeah. like I know from you like a mile away, I'm like, Oh, they're in figs. You like, know, good. Away. You yeah, do. you do. Cause it's just a different fit and it looks so nice on everybody. They look different and they wear well. Like we think about what scrubs look like after you wash them and wash them, wash them. Look what the figs yeah. look like. I mean, they're really, yeah. they hold like, up. We're a commercial for figs. We are. <laughs> Maybe I should reach out. We should do like hashtag ad figs sponsored. <laughs> oh my gosh. They look good, but they also don't have to think about their costume because they know how comfortable yeah. and oh, yeah. fit is nice. Yes, for sure. Well, and it, it's funny on other shows, you get all these requests and on, on Met, it's always, can I have new sneakers? <laughs> you know, it's like after a while, they're just like, what can I get? I'll have sneakers. <laughs> and it's funny. Somebody's yeah. like, oh, my sneakers hurt today. I'm like, your sneakers hurt today. <laughs> <laughs> You could be in like some six inch heels. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, if sure. we're really going to be Chicago, we should say their gym shoes hurt. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, what kind of challenges are presented when it comes to dressing characters for a Chicago winter? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, well, you know, one of the challenges, of course, is uh, what is written in the script and director's request. So, for example, we've had... Uh, on PD, we had a guy that was supposed to be hanging out a window at boxers in a robe and it was February. Um, I cannot protect that man. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing I <laughs> than and a guy hanging out a window in boxers in the middle of the winter. Can only Never, do so much. You know, on fire, people are running out of a fire. They wouldn't grab their coat. So we're, we're often left in a position where, you know, it's just about you guys taking really good care of them and lots of warming gear in between takes. But for our cast, one of the big challenges is not having them look like a Stay puff Marshmallow Man because they want to they want to put as much under their winter coats as possible. We're trying to have a little right. bit of style and make it flattering. And so, um, you know, I've learned. And the other thing is, if you look at winter coats, like look at Canada Goose, look at, you know, North Face, you know, you look at the coats, they have their basic style. It varies a little, but if you put four goose next to each other, you're going, oh, goose. So the challenge is trying to um, have each cast member in their own unique winter coat look without having everybody look the same and also finding enough colors to have them not all be standing there in black coats together or navy coats or gray coats. So that's a that's a thing I collect when I find beautiful coats. I just get them and keep them in my room um, and, and layering them up so that we've we've we're continually chasing the technology. We have heated, as you know, we have heated vests. We have every kind of technology you could think of. And, and sometimes it comes down to that. We had, we just had um, Yaya have to be outside, uh, you know, the whole episode. And, you know, I bought her coat two sizes too big so we could put lots of stuff under it and she can rock that and look great. And it was really more about safety for her at that point. So we're always balancing between, you know, keeping them as warm as we can. And sometimes they just have to endure. Yeah. Tough it out. Oh, and too. she was singing your praises that episode. She's like, Sue, guy, I'm warm. I'm good. I was like, thank goodness for all that. So that and I actually so did that for you guys. Cause I know what happens when the actors are cold. I know it comes down on my crew and they, I was singing your praises too. <laughs> I can make it right from our room, then you guys don't have to listen to us. Much. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a great day. I was like, this is, this is everyone's toasty and next. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, you have three shows and you do all of the cast reach show, all of the day players, all of the background. And we both have spent time in the office during the fittings and we know how, <laughs> like, the amount of stuff. Okay. How do you even keep that all straight? Like, yeah, how do you organize? We're that? lucky on our end. We get all the things that you do. We get it, and then we just have to make sure it goes to the right place. But you have you start with a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. I know it's funny. They always have that hundred episodes, you know, celebration mm -hmm. on each show, and we do seventy two a season. So I'm like, that's just two seasons for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I have so much help. Uh, the really fun part of you know, what we've created here is that we, I love that we've created our little one Chicago costume as well. Um, so I have just so much help and we've just created this kind of system that has a check and double check and triple check so that, you know, my, my main goal in the chaos is to make sure that 
our intent and you know the costume we intended ends up on camera and the process of that is that you know from the beginning after i meet with the director and get my ideas we my assistant makes a shopping list for all three shows um so i have my little grid when i go shopping and it's it is mentally challenging <laughs> you know it gets it, it spins around a little bit but we we always manage and i have people that help me shop as well um and you know once we get into the fitting room um and i've chosen a costume it's just a system of all these hands that help me and and our check and double check so it goes in the bag with a picture from the fitting that's check one. It goes to the to the set. You guys prep the day before so that you could come back to me and say, this day player and this person, you know, you can double check and double check me that I didn't put two people in the same color. Something isn't missing from the costume. And then it goes to set and I get my continuity photo text to me so I can say, you know, my intention was that she not have, I think that was yesterday. She not have that much cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just that that stuff just could slip by, and everybody has just embraced the insanity and chaos of um, what goes on in that room. Oh yeah. So I I I am kind of wired that way. I like to multitask. I'm I'm good at juggling. I like the challenge. But I definitely do not do it alone. I have almost 40 people between the three shows that hold this up and are, I would say, I'm going to say perfect. You know, there have been so few bumps in the road and they're so not a, not a big deal, the ones that we've had. Uh, it's just impressive. So it's it's really fun. I just think it's so amazing that we have three shows. It's like one department doing three shows. I mean, I know we're split and there's a lot of us there, but- that's so I don't know. That's something that people listening may not understand what a big deal that is, but it's such a big deal. And even just having them, even the amount of stuff we have in that office, I think people would be blown away to see how much clothes we have because it's three shows. And that's I, I was so unique. When I was reading, you know, what uh, going over stuff, I was thinking we need to do a tour for you guys. It would yeah. be awesome. yeah. That would be so cool. Like because people would love to see it. it you can't describe it. You like, can't. I tried to say <laughs> okay. And no. then and then I say the flow. I say always say I'm like my boss, our designer, she oversees she has 100 looks in her head a day. like like what's going on on three shows and i was like yeah. she i'm over here trying to say like this and i was like she always boop 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 done it's crazy it's that that's just how my brain works but i i will say that i all you know i go shopping and my assistant is going you put that on fred you know after a while when you're shopping there's so much clothes going through right. And I do use, yeah, I mean, there's only so many things to buy in the store. So I will take a sweater I used on PD and I'll use it on somebody in um, fire because, you know, it, it, they're different shows. But um, I do have people, you know. Right. Yeah. That, that office, the first time I walked in there, I was just like, what? Like, it's wild. Yeah, people, and people do ask a lot. And I'm trying to explain it to them. I'm like, it's like almost like a warehouse, but then there's a room in the back. Then there's a room upstairs. And the room upstairs is like the same size as downstairs. And it's all filled with stuff. And I, I always, think it's so it's cool. It's like, like a mini Western costume. That's what I always Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very organized. And um, oh, yeah. And the know, sections are all so fun. Even like the, the uh, homeless section, the burn section. The, it's, I it's know. all like little 
fun pieces that you can just spend go through and you're like oh cool they did this with this and yeah I remember this and I remember (laughs) it's it's great because you know you get a normally you get a fitting for a homeless person I know what a weird subject but you buy new if they need multiples let's say you go buy new clothes and do the fitting and it looks ridiculous but because of the way our room is set up I go to the multiple section and I pull things out and they already look aged and it gives you a little jump up on and we you know and we have all those, you know, an amazing age or dyer. We have great tailors. We we just are really blessed with extraordinary people, human. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of, sometimes you do a fitting and it's like a brand new yeah. look. And then all of a sudden you see it on camera and it's destroyed, you know, bloody, burned, ruined. <laughs> and I, like sometimes like I'll get the fitting photo and I'll say, okay. And then knowing on set, we have to make it look like it was in a car accident. And I'm always like, you fitting and having that vision for what it's going to be like on a gurney coming in is so fun. It sometimes it cracks me up and I know you cracked you up. So I'll send you the photo and you're like, there it is. <laughs> like, I'm like, why did I bother? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I came from features and then, you know, and started doing television and there's, you know, sort of that, that feeling a lot of people have that it's TV, you see this, you know, and I just don't have that way. I always, do the costume. I, I, cause you never know what's going to end up on camera, but I do, I will say mostly med. I laugh really hard when I see the pictures because, you know, I, I, I tried on different costumes. I did four different choices. <laughs> you know, I could have put them in anything cause I know it's going to be cut to shreds and, and the fires can be like that sometimes too. When some, but I know when fires burn, we know we really work on that as far as adding in the prosthetics and all that. So I've already seen them burned to shreds, <laughs> but I'm always surprised when I get the, I was, sometimes I actually look at my assistant and say, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cause all you see sometimes are legs that are cut up and arms that are cut up. And I'm like, blood oh, everywhere. That's a beautiful shirt that Sue picked out. And now it's, it's now it's destroyed. Cut into pieces and <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, it's really a thing like on fire. If somebody's going to burn, they have to have natural fibers, hundred percent ish cotton, at least close to that or natural fibers. And and a lot of times you want lighter colors and you know what in the midst of my shopping list which is as big as two pieces of paper i'm now in the store with my good eyes trying to find 100% cotton 100% cotton you know and make it an outfit you know it becomes a thing and and pd's always shooting people and you need like colors for the squibs and the blood well if you have six different guys getting shot you don't want a bunch of guys in white shirt you know you're trying, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to find men's clothes that are in light colors which is you know unless you're buying a white shirt is not common. Everything's Navy black, right? You know, right. So there are challenges to those silly things (laughs) that end up destroyed on camera. But that's why people don't know how much work is into like each outfit. It's like, just from the the process of the idea to it coming to us sending the continuity photo is crazy. The start. Yeah. And then to have the little things that go into it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and in television, what people don't realize too, is that we generally get our cast information the day before they work. Right. And usually that day I also have fitting. So I might have two hours to go and shop my list. People don't realize how little time you have to try to make something special happen. And Or like rewrites or, you know, things like that. Or when you do a whole thing and then they cut the character out or something like that. (laughs) Or also it's interesting, like reshoots too. I don't think people realize like we'd get something bloody, destroy it. It goes. And then all of a sudden they want to reshoot it months later 
and you all you have is this crispy little outfit you poured a lot of blood oh, in. so you had to save the multiples a lot and we had to ma- match it and so yeah. you have to think about like saving all that stuff where in the office you have the outfit you don't know if you're gonna use all the multiples so you have to keep track of all that stuff it's crazy yeah well, and you guys are wizards on set with all of that stuff there. It's I like, oh, away we're redoing. You always do it. And you're like, okay, I hope we never have to see this out this again, because that was yeah, good. Yeah, that was hard. We thought that went great. And, and it would be hard sudden, to match. Then, yeah, that'd be really hard to match. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're going to reshoot. I was like, okay. I like that you described it as a crispy little outfit when it's sitting with blood because that's exactly what it is. Because I remember like when I was peeing and I would have to like open those bags and it would just be like, like you would just oh, hear yeah. it, like crack that thing in half. I know every time I hang up like two threads of clothes, come back, I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here it is. It's like, please don't reshoot. Please don't reshoot. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's terrible. I know. And I, you know, I, I, when I'm talking to new PAs, I always say, you know, take your time and do every job, even if you have a particular job in mind, because my time as a set customer made me a kind designer because I know what will happen to you. My, one of my first jobs as a set customer, we had a, a stunt with a truck with a guy under the truck and he's being dragged and the designer wasn't on set. And I went to set it was new at the job. I went to set it. There was one, one shirt. Yeah. And he was going to drag and get his shirt ripped. Oh. So, and I was, I, I think it was my second job or something, you know, so I never forgot that. Ooh, I would be sweating. Yeah. Ooh. I'm sweating. Thinking about it. No. <laughs> so it, it matters. It's important that you have what you need so you can do your job well and not, yes. be, not be panicking. Oh yeah. I feel like I'm always like, well, I'm like, oh wow, we have a lot of these. How many do we have? I'm like, you called for eight. We have eight. We actually have 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are the biggest challenges when doing the crossover episodes? Because I know that the fans really love those. And then I know how much work is always going on behind the scenes. Cause we're always like getting to the end of those episodes and we're all like, Whoa. so what is the biggest challenges when it comes to having a crossover with three, all three shows doing it together? It, it's kind of like a puzzle, really, because there's all the parts that have to come together and not mess each other up. So it's every location, you know, even if we're just talking about our particular sets, right? So on Med, we know we don't use burgundy or teal on other people because all our nurses and doctors are in that. Um, on, P- on PD, we try not to use a lot of Navy, you know, there's police uniforms everywhere. It's, you know, that kind of thing. Same with fire when they're in their station, Navy and gray. And so you're pulling your different shows and trying to make them fit into the environment of the other shows. And so it's like, it's a puzzle. We have to keep saying it to ourselves. And what's great is each of you and my customers on my other shows, they know their pattern. So I'll get, I'll get a little text back going, no burgundy, you know, or, or no teal. And, you know, and then they'll send it back and I'll, and I'll send something else, but it it's, it's, and it's the logistics of having enough multiples that if, you know, if Severide's costume has to stay on, med for two days of shooting i need to know i have it in his closet too because it's his coat um or not use that coat so we have to think all those things through that's what i do like about the crossover is i get to communicate more with the other shows than i usually we talk like i'll joe joe and i will text (laughs) like hey like today i think they have 
Halstead on a Sunday. So we text, you know, what's coming and then, but crossover, it's fun communication. It's like, okay, we're all getting through this. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. I like it too. I know that people like to watch it. So it's worth the trouble. Yes. It's always like a wild, whatever, how long it takes. I don't remember because we haven't, we didn't do it. The last crossover was crazy. I remember we finished with someone getting shot or bloody and then they had to continue it on another show that from, I think it was well, yeah, and, and we st- did that was like, crazy uh, crossover where it was an outbreak of a virus, oh, yeah. which freaked me out so much yeah. because I was like, I don't know if this would ever happen in real life. And here we are. Like, I, I, I couldn't true. believe it. And I, so I actually kept joking because when when we were doing the episode and I was like making dividers and stuff, I kept writing cor- like the quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. And when I got to the end of it, I said, man, I'm never going to w- write the word quarantine again. Uh, <laughs> Which like forever, I just kept being like, I did this to everybody because I just said all these things when we were doing it. And here we are, CDC workers and a virus and people in quarantine. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And a lot of those, it really, those, those bunny suits and all of these things, people are like, they yeah. got put to use outside of our show, yes. from our show. I know you costume department donated a bunch of stuff and right. Yep, it's so guys, wild that we which, had all that stuff, that, that, but we used, we, we had, a we, bunch, yeah, crazy. because we did that but episode. It was great. We, we drove, I, I actually drove to the studio and, and, you know, went in and, and, and our prop guy loaded up his truck and took it all. And, and then we came back and there was nothing available in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that Uh-oh. part is really funny to think about. Like we, well, we donated it because people really needed it for real. Thank God. And now we can't, we can't get it because it's being yeah. used in the world, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. We can figure it out. But um, yeah, I remember doing the, they were supposed to be at a bears game and, you know, having all. Oh, yeah. 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 I have nobody be in the same, you know, I mean, they wanted them all in, in swag, bear swag and, you know, you have a hat, you have a hoodie, you have a, you know, it's like, uh, that was so cool. I always thought that was so cute when we, when you guys did that, like it looked super fun, like a, just a fun Chicago. I remember seeing all those racks in that breezeway bears. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, this is lots of work, but fun. (laughs) Well, Gretchen, who's, you know, not from, from St. Louis, she always laughs at how people in Chicago really wear their sports swag. Oh yeah. So I thought it was really fitting for everybody to you know, pretty much everyone there to have something on because that's what it's like for real. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I never go to my swag on. <laughs> yeah. Half my closet is like, what sport, what season is it? Yeah. Sports? yeah. <laughs> you put your baseball yeah. stuff away for the season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I know a lot of times we don't do like specific costumes, more of like an overall episode, like the bears, like we're just talking about, do you have a favorite either costume or episode theme that you've done? Well, I always love to dress them up because we don't really get to do that. So I love weddings. <laughs> um, it's fun. And usually there's a little bit of a crossover in the weddings. It's fun to do the weddings. And there's and, been a handful. You've done a lot of. Weddings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. We've had Maggie and Otis and Bo. No, not Otis. Maggie and Cruz and Bowden. We've had a lot. Natalie. Um, Natalie. Ouch. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie. Well, Natalie didn't end up getting married. That's true. That's Maggie. True. Well, we got to do that. Maggie. We got Maggie. to do the gorgeous wedding dress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we dressed everyone like there was going to be a wedding. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we, did, we did polar plunge on um, fire, oh, which yeah. is really fun because for people who don't know what it is, a lot of people who go to the polar plunge dress up in costumes and they let, you know, they were like game for that. So we got to have a lot of fun with that. 
Um, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. It's the little things like they wrote a ugly sweater on fire for a scene at Molly's. It was a storyline and Derek had an, a really specific idea in mind. And I was sending stuff to him. He's like, can we just do this? And he sent it to me and I'm like, knit a sweater. Mm-hmm. So, and it was a crazy sweater. So I called a knitting place in Highland park and I told the lady what we were doing. She's like, huh, let me call you back. She called all her knitters that come to her store and like knit. And they each took a section. And I'm not, I think it was a week, maybe oh. not even that they knit this whole sweater. Oh <laughs> and, my gosh. And I, I just love to, you know, utilize local anyway. I, I, I use a lot of local jewelry. I, I like to utilize local talent but that to me was really fun and the sweater was funny and um that's cool so I like those kind of things we had a beautiful um they were at an art museum on fire and there was a piece a wearable piece at the museum and this milliner Laura Whitlock that I work with she's a great craftsperson all the way around so I just kind of told her showed her all the elements and the, I got the materials and what I wanted. And she made this just stunningly beautiful piece that I, I have it hanging in my, I have a picture hanging in my office because I love it. One of my favorite costumes for personal reasons, I worked with Oliver um, 16 years ago on a movie Ice Harvest and it was in the wrong season. It, we were shooting in warm weather and it was supposed to be Thanksgiving and Christmas. And he wore one thing through the whole episode he was an architect and we had come up with the idea that he have like a sport coat with a pattern shirt and a pattern to, you know like it was, he'd have architectural you know feeling to his and we just kept trying all these blazers to be the one and the one that we found was just close but not quite right so I had something made and he loved it so much that at the end he said can you know can I keep it and they said, fine. And they let him keep it. And then he got cast in men and he came in and I said, do you remember me? And he said, oh, I still have that blazer. And I said, bring it in. And that is now the Dr. Charles. We, we knocked it off and made all his blazers are from that pattern. And so that those are the fun things for me more than like kitschy stuff. Oh yeah. Um, that's so cute. That's so cute. And he's so, like, those are so good. It looks so good on him too. And he loves them. He yes. like, he feels himself. In that. <laughs> yes. It's, it is crazy. Your full circles too. Is like when you work with someone and then you've come back. So many, many, so and like, many. it's like, Oh, hi again. So that's Very so cool. Have that happened in Chicago. That's cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so how does it feel to see like to be there from the beginning and then to see how big the shows have become because they're not only really successful in the United States, but they're, they have a huge international following. And even I know sometimes when (laughs) they tell us our ratings and they say the numbers, it's just like, Oh my gosh, like you can't believe it. Like when you actually think about how many people are watching the show. So how is it cool to see how it's grown and knowing that your work is a part of the success of the shows? Uh, Well, it's so gratifying and so much fun. And as each show was added and things grew, it just became something really fun and new and challenging and gratifying and to see it succeed to, you know, I I get, I get calls and messages all the time. I get messages from people saying, where did you get Halstead's jacket with a picture, you know, (laughs) from all over the place. And I I just got a message from my niece's friend the other day that, uh, you know, a mom said that, you know, her child has some stuff and she said she gets through it by watching one Chicago, you know, it just, it's fun to have that, you know, 
I tell Chris Stolte, who plays Mouch, I'll, we both live in the same neighborhood and he's constantly running into people who know me and they feel the need to go up and say, I know Sue Kaufman. So I tease him all the time that I'm much more famous than he is <laughs> uh, in Skokie. Um, so that part is really, really fun. But I have to say the most gratifying part for me having, you know, when I started a costume designer as a, I was a PA and she said, what do you want to be ultimately? And I said, a costume designer. And she said, well, then you can't live here. You're going to have to move. And I, in my little brain, I thought, no, I don't. <laughs> so, so not only to have been able to work as a costume designer, and I've traveled around a lot, but, you know, ultimately I, I've been able to be a costume designer in Chicago, um, but also to have the opportunity in this particular environment to take people out of Columbia and DePaul and bring them into our room and give them years of training and find what they're great at and help them get whether they can, whether we have the spot or they end up going off to another show um, to be able to give people a place to be well-trained and learn in a good, safe environment and, try different things and really find their, you know, I have some, a young lady who's a PA for me right now who paints really well. And I said, start, you know, going in your free time and, and watch Mary Ellen, who's the age or dire, cause she would be fantastic at that. And another PA said, I, I, I think I know I want to be a supervisor. So she's coming in on the weekend and sitting with, you know, my supervisors and they're teaching her how to do a budget and a breakdown. And, and that, that to me, you know, having started out here with no connections and no experience and knowing what I wanted to do, uh, I would have loved that opportunity. So I, I feel so blessed to be able to, you know, have that space along with doing something I really love. That's so wonderful because I think about that a lot, how I, I didn't study costume design, but I studied fashion. And so many people told me, you're not going to do anything in Chicago. You, you've got to move. you got to go to LA. And at the time, I was just so, I love Chicago so much that I was like, I don't want to leave. Right. I want to stay here. And I thought I could never do that here. And it was kind of the same thing that you're saying. Like, I don't, I didn't have any connections. I didn't know anybody. And like, right. somehow I'm here. <laughs> so it's, and it's amazing to see how much the film community has grown in Chicago, especially last couple of years, because yeah. it's wonderful to know so many people are getting the opportunity to pursue a creative career where they can take care of themselves. And I think that a lot of people don't believe that exists and to have it in our city is just the coolest thing. And yeah. also that, that we are, we can now hire locally, you know, I have, like I said, almost, we have, you know, 30 something people in our department and we have two about to be one that are from out of town and we have yeah. hired completely locally and we continue to train locally and hire locally. And it's just so great to be able to do that. It was, you know, when I started out, there wasn't as much work and people always wanted to bring people in from LA. They thought they were going to, you know, would be more talented than the people in Chicago. And yeah, it's wonderful to see that now we know that's not true. Yeah. yeah, I, I like living my dream is I get to do my job that I'm obsessed with, but also like I'm from Chicago, my family's all here. So I get to then on free time go not during COVID, but take my grandparents out to eat. Like I, when I was in LA, it was a void where I was like, this isn't the only, this isn't, can't be the only place where I could do this job. And then now that I get to be in Chicago and do it and work with you and work 
work with people that, I, you know, we automatically all become friends. Like Laura Kay lives down the street and she's on PD. And, you know, I get to, we get to develop this family, which I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I would get like a work family and my real family in the same place. And it's like, it's so lucky. It's crazy. Yeah. You're so, so blessed with what, what this community has at this point and to see yeah. it just blow up. It's so cool. Yeah. And we just keep getting more and more and more productions. So just more opportunities for yeah. people for sure. More than the ratings. That's what brings me joy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank yeah. You for me. It was fun. We were so excited and this is so great. Yeah, it's just great to be able to talk about our shows. So I did learn a lot of things today. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We learned some things. Things I've always like had in back my head, like you know, and then now I know them. Now you know all the answers. In in between continuity photos, just shoot me some questions. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I'll send you some answers. Yeah, ongoing interview. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll talk tomorrow when we're back at it. (laughs) See you. Bye. Bye, guys. Today's episode is sponsored by Tebow Set Racks. Are you looking for a reliable set rack? Maybe a set rack that would travel to and from set without destroying itself or losing any costumes or costume supplies along the way. How many times have you arrived at set only to find your rack dismembered or your cover ripped and destroyed? Does your set rack travel well over dirt, rocks, gravel, grass, or uneven terrain? Wouldn't it be nice to have more storage for your costumes and costume tools? How about a functioning light for night work? As set costumers, there's a lot to keep track of, and the last thing you need is for your set rack to set you back. Well, look no further than Tebow Set Racks. Tebow Set Racks are built for the elements and made by set costumers for set costumers. Rent a Tebow Set Rack today. Visit our website at Tebow Set Racks, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tebow Set Racks. We just want to give a special shout out to Sean Schuyler for the music and producing this podcast. Please make sure to rate and subscribe. Also, follow us on Instagram at Lasting Looks Podcast. Can we clap for ourselves? I want to pat you on the back. Thank you. You know what? I'm so proud of us. Oh.